Welcome to the Circle of Pollination podcast. Your hosts are Claire Brown and Rachel Singleton, and together we offer a space that explores the intersection of consciousness and creativity. We are both coaches and artists, living at opposite ends of the UK, and we love creating art, exploring the spiritual nature of life, and spending time immersed in the natural world. This podcast offers a fusion of all these elements and is underpinned by an understanding we both work from called the Three Principles, which comes from the teachings of the late Sidney Banks. Together we playfully explore aspects of consciousness and creativity that are central to all our lives. Whether you are spiritually inclined, artistically driven, or a student of the Three Principles understanding, We hope that you will find something here to inspire, center, and recharge you. Welcome to today's episode. Hello, Claire. Lovely to be here with you. Hello, Rachel. Good to see you. Are you well? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So this may be our first episode recording we're not sure at this point but we keep having great conversations and realizing that we're not getting any recording done so it felt like it it felt like it was time to hit the recording button and one of the things that's maybe um stopping us getting the first episode underway is because we have that sense of wanting to set the space a bit and set our intention but I think we can probably deal with that quite quickly and then just dive into what is feeling real for us today and what we're noticing today which is kind of where we're going to go with this yeah so we wanted to we love art we are art creators that's been passion and a hobby for us both individually for many years and has just recently become something that's part of our professional life but we're also coaches in the three principles understanding and what both of us are just so fascinated by is where those two things seem to overlap and inform each other. So so often we're talking about something in our art practice that then takes us deeply into a part of the three principles understanding and vice versa. It just feels like there's this wonderful cross-pollination going on. And we know that so many creative people love exploring spirituality and consciousness and vice versa so it feels like a naturally juicy rich area and we definitely can't stop talking about it and can't stop getting (laughs) enough of it so we just want to have a very real and chilled out space that we can offer to you and share with you whilst we potter and meander through things that look meaningful to us is there anything you would add to that, Claire, at this stage? And we can flesh that out as we go along, but is there anything else you would say about that? No, I think that's absolutely it. And I think we always said that we just wanted a place where we hung out and that we invited other people to hang out with us. So as you say, if if you've got, you know, any um, creative practice or you, you love exploring um spirituality and consciousness that's you know in that's the vein of our conversations isn't it we've had some lovely conversations over the last uh, few years so 
um, it was really, we just felt it might be lovely to have other people in that conversation with us. And, you know, hence, you know, our aim to, to have these conversations and this podcast and we keep having the conversations and they're not recording them. So it feels good to, to just go, well, let's just press record and see what happens. Yeah. Today's the day. Yeah. Today <laughs> is the day. Hurrah. And curiously enough, today is a day when we're both, I mean, we've just said at the start that we're feeling good. We are feeling good, but we're also both feeling vulnerable. Mm. And we're both in a space where our energy is a little bit low this week for various reasons and we're noticing that there's a lot of turbulence in the cosmos and in the air and that a lot of people seem to be struggling at this time and we've just been touching in on that and and I realized that this conversation was getting to be one of those deep beautiful ones hence us saying right let's press record this time and get on with it yeah so you know one of the things that we were just saying was um for me personally I'm I'm feeling very kind of tender and, and vulnerable and and as I'm thinking about things like well-being and resilience which are such a big part of the three principles conversation it's we talk about how we have innate well-being that that is this essential quality that's part of our true nature it's there for us to experience and connect with in any moment it never goes away except in so much as we can think that it's gone but we also talk a lot about a kind of native resiliency that's part of that and I was just saying that my understanding of that resilience is changing like I used to think of that as a kind of bulletproofness <laughs> you know mm-hmm. a yeah. sense of um here I am with the three principles understanding it's like really nothing feels so serious anymore you know nothing touches as deeply anymore in that in the sense that I don't get so angst-ridden or um depressed or traumatized and all of that still remains that's very much the case that the three principles understanding has given me so much lightness of Mm. lightness of thinking you know it's taken away so much of the seriousness but I don't see that resiliency is about being bulletproof I see that it's about being open to being touched actually it's almost the opposite it's about the fact that the more that I'm growing and finding my way with this understanding the more I want to be vulnerable and open to life and at the time some of the things that are happening for me right now are things that I would have reacted to in ways that where I would have protected myself or perhaps be more defensive in my thinking about it um in the past and it doesn't feel right to do that anymore and I feel like what I want to do is just be quiet and be still and be gentle with myself and be gentle with others and and not be kind of swimming around in circles frantically trying to sort things out. I just feel like I want to let it come to me and let it move me and let it unfold through me and not get too much in the way. Mm. And 
strangely, that feels like a more potent version of resilience. Yeah, that's lovely. I really can feel that gentleness, you know, the gentleness in which you're holding that for yourself. Um, and I think we were saying earlier, weren't we, that, that you know, our perspective on the turbulence, you know, because as humans, you know, we have turbulence, that's just the nature of it. But almost the principles has given us um, a grace that allows us to, to just go through that and observe it, notice it, be gentle with it, so that it can bring us what we need in that moment because we're not we're not we're not interrupting that we're not in the way of it we're 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 more in a place of allowance that okay so this feels challenging or you know we're observing something that's happening whether it's in our body or in our experience but it gives us um the resilience is more about that ability to reside in that witnessing space, that sense of, okay, so this is interesting, this is unfolding. And, you know, there's there's nothing I need to do. I just need to be with it and, and allow it. Um, and I think that's, for me, certainly a very different way of... Um, it, 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 a way of experiencing those those challenging experiences that historically were challenging, but are now are just events. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're events that are unfolding, and I, you know, I can choose how that plays through me. Um, and as you were pointing to, there's there's something about understanding the temporary nature of those experiences that means that in that moment you do have a faith you you do know that this is a this is a temporary passing this is this is not something that that we need to pay more attention to than than just an observation in that that way that we can neutrally observe. Mm. And I think that's, that's, you know, that's so universally helpful, isn't it? It doesn't matter what the, what the situation is, what the health issue might be, um, what flavor of vulnerability might be showing up. It's, um, it's just really helpful to understand you know how that system works and and how it it is fleeting it might not feel fleeting in the moment but the more that we allow ourselves to be guided by the understanding that we have the more hindsight we have that yes it is it's all fleeting moments um and i think that's 
you know, that's helpful to see. And I, I can see that, you know, my habitual response historically was very different before I came across the three principles. Um, it, you know, my, my automatic reaction would be to panic, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't have that reaction now. It's, it's, it's more of a curiosity, more mm. of a, oh, well, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can really relate to the point that you were making about I'm just a lot more tender with myself, a lot more gentle with myself. And, um, you know, that feels good. And I think that that also allows us to invite others to be gentle and tender with us too. Yeah. Which is also really helpful and for me has been a positive byproduct of you know knowing this for myself I can advocate for myself much more um clearly especially you know I think with you know whether it's your loved ones whether it's health professionals who you know want to give you something to help or or what have you having that clarity in and of yourself means you can be really clear about what you know works for you and what you need and what you don't. Yeah. And there's something about that being kind of curious and open and tender that in itself opens a door, doesn't it? It's like it allows us to sit with things that are uncomfortable and and just see what happens next, not assume that that discomfort is the full stop, the end of the sentence, that that's it. But kind of see what there is beyond that when we allow ourselves to hang out around the edges of that and just peer in, what do we see? What's beyond that? And, you know, I know that we've both spoken to each other about the fact that there's always a point in a painting where it, you just kind of don't know what happens next. You just don't know where you are with it. You're, yeah. You can feel so lost. It can look so completely irredeemable. Yeah. <laughs> Not every time, but often enough, often enough. And yeah. I have found that the most amazing lesson for life to, to sit with that and persevere and mm. and carry on through and find that, it was just the painting changing my course a little bit, or it was just the elements of that moment rearranging themselves from what I thought was going to be happening. And that if I can allow that, then what happens and what comes through is beyond what I had planned. And that's, there's a magic in that. There's, you know, that if we can let ourselves be lived and let the paintings be painted it's a very different way of being with life. Mm. And I could, you know, I could quite easily see that the last 50 paintings I've done could have been thrown away at any point in the, mm. in the process of creating them if I had given into that idea that things were going wrong. Yeah. So there's something about that that invites what if what appears to be going wrong right now is not going wrong. And it's almost like that's the wrong question, isn't it? 
it's you know and I know obviously when we're creating art particularly you know there's a point at which or at least this is my experience there's a point at which you're you know you're in it you're the paint's flowing and you know you're doing your thing um and then you know there comes a point where the editing mind comes in you know where it's where it's like okay you know um and one of the things that 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 has really helped me with that is to not ask what's wrong but to ask okay so what is it I really love about this at this point because that illuminates what's really working but it, but it at the same time without without doing the what's wrong it sort of highlights areas better if you know and that's just a sort of really different way of approaching it which does feel you know far more um you know juicy there's there's more to go at in that do, do you know what I mean it's like okay so this might not be what it was in my head but I'm really loving this and I'm really loving that bit and better if actually this bit had more vibrancy or more contrast or a different tone or, or what have you and whilst the ultimate picture might end up completely different to what I had in mind at the start it's sort of like you were saying you're going to throw less away because actually you know it 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 it's just that it's it's different it's not what we necessarily expect expected or envisaged at at that point and I think that's that's a great metaphor isn't it you know in terms of how we live it's it's like you know if we if we ask ourselves the question what's wrong then obviously we're going to see more of that whereas if we're asking ourselves well what's what's what am I really loving about this and you know is is there is there anything and what else you know what else is 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 opportune in this moment or in this piece or in this relationship or what have you there's something just so much more um exciting and um vital about that as an approach I think yeah I love that yeah yeah I think the other question that holds a lot of juice for me is what wants to happen here Mm. I I love sitting in that whether it's in art or in life you know that that just helps me to remember that I have these very human concepts of what I think should be happening Mm. (laughs) that's that are quite tight and quite small in the grand scheme of things and that actually our consciousness gives us access to so much more than that you know we are so much more than our preconceptions and and it's lovely to kind of peep out from under those and say okay what what bigger force is moving through here and what wants to happen here it it kind of depersonalizes it doesn't it when Mm. we yeah we're both claiming our own creativity within the process and our own input within the process with these this different way of questioning that we're both talking Mm. about but we're also acknowledging that it's not all on us and it isn't all about us 
Yeah. That we are, we can be vessels and instruments for something bigger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about the, when we're creating, you know, there's something about the mutuality that, that you know, that's beyond us, isn't there? You, you know, and, and, I, and I would say that, that it, there's multiple mutualities in terms of, you know, if you're um, co-creating with somebody else, um, there's a mutuality with that creative essence that's almost coming through us that's beyond us that's you know that sort of before us kind of thing um and then you've also got that sort of mutuality around you know when other when another person sees your work you know because they see it in a in a they can't see it the way we see it it's not possible so I love it when somebody comments on my work and they go, oh, and I just love this. And this reminds me of, and they go off into a story of, of, of something that it's inspired from a memory or, or a feeling or, or what have you, which is theirs, you know, so the art isn't yours and you know, it's, it's not ours to start with, but it, it takes a life of its own. And that sort of had me thinking about what you were saying that, I think that's been one of the things that I have found really powerful about um, this understanding and, and the three principles is that it it reminds us that there is a mutuality that is constant. And, you know, I think there's been points in my life where I've forgotten and that I've thought it is all on me. Like, you know, Claire needs to do this. Claire needs to do that. Claire needs to have a plan. If it doesn't work out, it's all on Claire. You, you know, and what what the principles really brought to me was it restored my faith. And I think there were points in my life where I absolutely had faith. And I absolutely knew that what it, whatever whatever I wanted to create or experience, you know, that I was being supported in that. Um, but I think the principles gave me much more of an anchor in that. I really saw that mutuality and that sort of really permeable layer that's between me and everything, you know, that that's, you know, there's energy flowing through backwards and forwards all the time. And, and therefore, I can trust that. And, and when you know that, and when you have faith in that, then it's, it's just a really hopeful place to live from. Because whether you're struggling with a painting, because <laughs> it's not going how you want it to, or, you know, or anything else, it, you sort of go, well, that's cool you know, this isn't all on me. It's like, there's, you know, I, I, I can just stay in, I can just stay in this energy and just see what else emerges. And, you know, sometimes that's, I'm just going to 
chuck a load of paint on it randomly that completely messes up the whole thing and then something new emerges from that and 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 I think I think that's why I love creating so much is because it really does remind you it's a such a the perfect metaphor of how the system works yeah <clears throat> we're really in spiritual collaboration aren't we you know we are in Sydney Banks in the three principles he talks about divine mind as the kind of universal intelligence the divine force behind and within all of life which includes us we are that mm. and and there's times when you can really feel yourself in the living power of that you mm. know there's times when of course we feel very much just a human in a, in a, yeah. in a big wide world and um but there's also, it's also equally possible to feel that divine essence within us and to know that it's both what we are and it's so much bigger than us. Mm. It's so vast. And I, I love that feeling, you know, like you're saying, the, the three principles gave me back my spirituality for sure. It deepened mm. it. Mm. I, I just have this sense now that well, Sydney Banks talked about how really all the three principles are is it's just love. It's like just everything's love. Yeah. And when you, I mean, my God, when you sit in that and you turn your gaze upon what is around you and within you and you say, okay, so what if this is just love? Then to allow that to be moving through you, to allow yourself to be in responsiveness to that, to mm. be in a dance of creation with that, becomes something very light and permissive and rich with colour, you know. Mm. We, it seems to me that we only know a fraction of what we are and I, I love the sense of that that there's so much more to explore and it seems to me that that in exploring that it means being more available for that and being less um being less trying to set all the terms and parameters ourselves yeah. you know it's less about what we think and how we think which kind of brings us back to where we started it's mm -hmm we have these ideas about life and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. But knowing that that's not it, <laughs> yeah, but that's a fraction of it is, is so helpful and so expansive and it sets us on a journey because mm. what more is there to us and what more is there to life? And again, you know, coming back to art, I, I did art for GCSE when I was in my, teens and I I didn't do it because I thought I was any good I I, I was pretty consistently being told I wasn't <laughs> in that particular subject <clears throat> but I I did it because the art room was just this place of color and it was kind of quieter and more alive than mm. the other places in the school apart from the library maybe I loved the library but I just liked being in that room and I liked being 
in a place that was saturated with color and expression mm -hmm. but anything I tried to do just was it felt very tight and limited at that time it didn't come out well and as a result I got a poor grade in that but I, I kind of never thought then that I would go on and do art and so to discover seven years ago that I was quite artistic, that I've actually always been artistic, but to start to set that down on paper and explore things and and now be working as an artist, it's that's extraordinary. I didn't know that was in me. I was told it wasn't, you know. And so I look at people now, you know, I'll, hear clients telling me that they're not this or they're not that or they can't do this or they can't do that and I I just feel a wry smile on my face because I know that that is not the ultimate reality we absolutely don't know who we are or what we can do or how we can show up or how we might respond or what is latent within us mm. we just don't know and that makes life a very very potent journey because what else is going to be revealed? And can we be open to that? Can we be open to being revealed? Can we be open to life being revelatory? Mm. Mm, that's lovely. And I think, you know, we've been kind of trained in our, in, in very unconscious ways, but we all kind of have it within our background. I'm sure that we, we, we are cautious about life. You know, we, we think we need to keep an eye on the things that seemingly are not going well. And we often in our conversations with friends will, there'll be a, predominant tendency to talk about what's wrong <laughs> and maybe that's human nature maybe that's just part of the times and culture we're in maybe it's not human mm. nature at all but it certainly isn't all that's on offer and there's something that starts to happen when we're not just tied into that frequency of discussion that vibrational level of looking at things when we start to live in play and possibility and co-creativity then mm. our horizons expand and our hearts expand and our spirits start to soar and things start to change yeah it's i'm laughing because it sort of reminds me of of this conversation in terms of the context of this being a podcast because that's you know in many ways i can see that you know, we've been up against that ourselves, you know, in terms of, oh, okay, does this need to be a certain way? How do you do this? You know, etc. And actually what we have found universally in our exploration is that actually for us, what, what we love is the conversation, the sharing of experiences and that, you know, the, the content of the conversation and actually you know all the other bits around it actually they are what they are but but almost as you were saying at the beginning it's like we we had an idea that oh does it need to be a certain way and actually I think 
our learning has been that it's about the conversation it's about it's about just sharing that and you know actually it's okay for it to not be perfectly edited or you know it's just like well what we're pointing to is let's play more let's collaborate more let's cross-pollinate more because we're doing that all the time anyway whether we think we are or we're not you know yeah yeah and there's something about again I think that we're finding that if we make the time to have some space together and we just show up Mm. in our hearts then we end up having these conversations that where we're kind of deepening our own understanding as we go we're just feeling our way often from the messiness of life you know yeah or or the messiness of my studio (laughs) which can get pretty messy yeah (laughs) and you know that I guess in offering this space to each other we also wanted to offer this space to others to join us here yeah so hopefully this yeah this feels like a nice space to come and sit with us and maybe this is somewhere we could wrap up for today for our first offering but you know I I think it would be lovely for anyone who's listening who feels touched by anything that they're hearing here or Mm who feels moved to respond then please get in touch we will leave details oh, yeah, absolutely. either and both of us in the show notes and please just reach out um and if there's anything you want to ask about then yeah just let us know be lovely to hear from you be lovely to know that someone's out there listening because we're just yeah. getting started <laughs> yeah and I think I you know I think we always said that you know if we're if we're excited by this then other people will be and actually the richness and depth of this you know, as you say, we're at the start. So its potency is um has a has a correlation with with everyone that's listening and and that contribution. And you know, we certainly um had the conversation that we'd like to build that circle of cross-pollination with other people, um, because there is something about participation in art or in sharing our spirituality which which is is so rich and and just has so much to give everybody yeah so we look forward to hearing from you (laughs) well thank you thank you thank you rachel that was lovely it's always a always an absolute gift for us to sit together and talk yeah always a pleasure and thank you to whoever's listening Yeah, absolutely. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Circle of Pollination podcast. If you would like to help us spread the word, please take a moment and leave us a review. This really helps us to get known. And do reach out to either of us if there's something you've heard today that you'd like to ask a question about or comment on. We would love you to connect with us. Our details are in the show notes. Until next time, take care and see you soon.